speaker, always speaker. How, how do I intro you properly? At the I, th I think that's how it works. Once and there, always. There's only been 56 of us, so. Uh, we are here at this ARC conference. I just got here two minutes ago, so I, I missed your speech. You wanna, people people you are still capping. People are still talking about them. Too. I mean, you just got off stage two minutes ago. The word <laughs> is spreading. You, you know, the, the thing I talked about today is about, um, it's kind of what Ronald Reagan said. I, I used Reagan's phrases in here in Thatcher. You think of 43 years ago what the world looked like, high inflation, Americans held hostage. Um, you, you had this... Uh, evil empire trying to expand around the world. It looks a lot like today. And what rose up? What, what defeated that? I mean, it was a Reagan, Thatcher, Pope John Paul II. You could have faith. You could believe in the family. You believe in individual rights and liberty and freedom. And, and, and it prospered the world to something we haven't seen before. But now people become lazy. They think there's victimhood, right? But it's negative that people is something for nothing. So I really think what ARC is here is instilling those values once again to a world that's badly needed, right? We've got an evil empire growing. We've got these cities that, that, that had gotten growth, but now, now they celebrate a terrorist organization, a Hamas terrorist attack. You've got Americans being held hostage there. You've got high inflation. Um, and you're wondering, are we gonna fall behind? I firmly believe it's the responsibility of every American, every person in the Western culture to bound together to our principles and, and rebuild what we know the greatness that we can be. Do you see a lot of this as just a function of the success of the West, that we just got soft, it was just going to happen to a certain extent yes. because of how good things have been? It's like anything else, anything in life. When you go to the third generation, they don't know what the first generation sacrificed and fought for, for the fruitfulness that they have. And they become soft and you lose that, right? Um, it's a real challenge. What was interesting, I, I came a day or two early and I went over to Oxford to do a debate. Mm -hmm. I think it's the first time an American ever won a debate at Oxford. Yeah. But, but, but the question was about American intervention, the, the proposition was, is bad. You know, I started the whole debate that I was the last one and they all went on with different points. And I just said, I've never been to Oxford. I've never watched a debate. Uh, the Madam President, can, can I first know my audience? How many here their first language is German. How many here their first language is Russian? How many here first language is Japanese? How many here your first language is English? Two thirds of the crowd rose their hand in English and I said, you're welcome, the bait's over. Right, <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. we've done something okay yeah. here. And, yeah. and the other thing, when they look at American intervention, in every single war America has gone, we've got it for democracy, for freedom, and you know when we leave, we rebuild, and the only land we ask for is just enough to bury those Americans who gave the ultimate sacrifice for them. Have we just not done a good job selling that to, to our own people, to the Americans, I mean, who now seemingly are very confused about what foreign policy should be? And... I, wor I worry about America when they're looking at foreign policy. And part of that is what the Democrats have done by, by bringing us such great of debt, you know, so they fear we're tipping point in others. Um, but it looks like a lot like the 1930s. I mean, think of it. The actions of Putin are very similar to Hitler. I mean, Hitler served in the German army. He hated they signed the Treaty of Versailles. He created a new party, ran a democracy, and again and again until he was elected, rebuilt his country by rebuilding the military, even though it went against the Treaty of Versailles. He invaded other countries, um, and he took away people's freedoms. 
Putin didn't serve in the civilian army, but he served in the KGB. Mm -hmm. He ran for office in a democracy, respected and served two terms, got out, put Medved in, came back, took the power away, rebuilt his military, and then he realized the military makes you strong, but dependency makes you weak. Used the KGB tactics to make Europe dependent on his natural gas. But as America, if we replaced Russian natural gas for one year, do you realize we would lower CO2 emissions by 218 million tons in one year? Because ours is 41% cleaner, but we got a president who attacks our own ability for natural gas that could supply our allies and even even our adversaries to have greater control over them. And then what did he do? He invaded other countries. Same exact tactic. Mm -hmm. And you need a strength. And then it's interesting being here in the UK and being from America. We watched in a time like this where you had the leaders of Reagan and Thatcher and then fate, John Paul II. Mm -hmm. The three of them together transform the world. I mean, these kids at Oxford don't understand there were two Germanies. They don't understand yeah. what was the threat. They think that they think the world is easy. Right. And they're at Oxford. Yes. <laughs> Oxford's doing a little better, I think, than most of our colleges in the States. Uh, let's shift back to America for a moment, because obviously you are not speaker anymore. Uh, I, I sense kind of like a, a, a sense of ease from you regarding we this whole thing. Well, you look, I, I didn't want half of what happened. Chat with you last night. Yeah, I, I, I sense you're you're kind of well, okay. I have look, I, I give as good as I get. Um, I would do it all again. It, if it if it meant making sure our troops got paid as they're sitting in the Mediterranean right now, wondering if they make their car payment or their house payment or their family back home, I know I did the right thing. America knows I did the right thing. When eight people, four percent of your conference partners with every single Democrat for the exact same reason, for political reason, to try to take you out? I admire the fact that I, I'm, they think I'm that important. Yeah. Secondly, too, is my record. I have been leader for five years. In those two election cycles, we have only won seats. Of all the Republican entities, everybody else lost. And you know who we won? We were able to elect the most women in the history of the Republican Party in Congress, the most minorities in the history of the Republican Party. I'm proud of what I left. And if you look at, at, at the state from when I, when I received our party in the Congress and where I left it, it is so much better off. And we're poised to win big races next time. This is going to be one of our best election cycles. We, we just had redistricting in North Carolina. I mean, to, loo to lose seats in the next cycle will be malpractice. Yeah. I, I left us with 20 million more than we've yeah, ever had. Give the Republicans a chance. There's always, a way. There's always <laughs> yeah. a way to screw things up. But do you think that part of the messaging problem is that it seems to me that you were fixing things, and, and this is what we talked about when, when you had me at the Capitol, you were fixing things on the margins. You were taking a system that was kind of screwy and figuring out ways to work with the system where the base kind of just likes this idea that you just come in and destroy everything, whether whether it means you're going to rebuild anything after or not. And, and that, that yeah. sort of the tension. It's almost like they don't want any responsibility. They just want to go on a, a podcast or something else and said they said no. But the one thing, look, I grew up in a family of all Democrats, but I've always been a Republican and mainly based upon Reagan. And I talked about that in here. Look, I, I'm, a, I'm a son of a firefighter, a grandson of a cattle rancher. I remember Carter putting a sweater on and telling me that the best days behind me. But I also remember Reagan saying, no pastels, fl fly the bold colors and go to the shiny city on the hill. Being a conservative doesn't mean you say no. Being a conservative means you govern in a conservative way mm -hmm. to make government better. We, under my speakership, we had the biggest cut in American history, the largest rescission in American history. We had welfare reform. I mean, we have achieved, even in a short time, things that we've never been achieved before. And you only had a four-seat majority. 
I mean, after the removal of Speaker, I hope people understood how difficult it is as we went through those three weeks. Right. I mean, it's tough to govern, but you've got Democrats in the Senate and the presidency. And in, when August came, they did a study of, of this Congress with the last Congress under Nancy Pelosi, where the Democrats controlled all. We passed more bills. We had more become into law, even though the Democrats were in the majority. I mean, you, you think Parents' Bill of Rights, H.R. 1, make us energy independent, H.R. 2, securing our border. You know, you, we've never as Republicans have passed a border security bill since Ronald Reagan. We've had big majorities, but we just did it with four. Mm -hmm. We look at the challenges. We were facing every single challenge we were giving solutions. And look, we all know the individual who led this Gates. He's not a conservative by any means. He'll admit it to you. He, he has nothing to do about conservatism. He, his whole goal is about attention. It's personal with him. But unfortunately, it's hurting the entire nation. Yeah, it's interesting because I mentioned to you last night, the guy who, to me, is the most libertarian member of Comet. Oh, Massey. Oh, yeah. Massey. He basically was like, McCarthy was giving us the, the most conservative house that we have ever had. And, and that wasn't, in essence, good enough for Gates. And that's got to be a, a strange uh, position Gates, to be in. Gates would stop us from doing the appropriation bills and complain I haven't done them. Then we, we had the most conservative stopgap bill that would secure our border, cut uh, billions of dollars, and he wouldn't vote for it to keep government open and say, if government isn't open, it's your fault. Right. I mean, it, it just goes into it. Look, we, we, we have the crazy eights led by Gates, but the biggest problem is they worked with every single Democrat. I mean, that's a deal. For a Republican Party. with the devil one way or another. Oh, by far. Yeah. By far. All right. We've only got like two minutes left. Yes. You have other things to do, I would imagine, oh, yes. while you're here. Um, what, what's next for you? I mean, it sounds like look, uh, there's some options. There, there, what, do, what do you think? There's a lot of options, but look. Want to move to the free state of Florida? <laughs> I got a lot of Like everybody else. My, my companies are growing. What can I do? Yeah, yeah. You, you might need a little help. Maybe I'll yeah. run the cameras. Yeah. yeah. Look, I have worked too hard to get to this majority to just walk away. But the one thing I've always learned is I never give up. And that may, I don't have to have the title of speaker. I don't have to have the title of congressman. I believe too much in our conservative values to ever give up on that. And so I sit around and look at what I'm going to do in the future, but it's always going to be about working towards making America more prosperous, providing people more individual liberties and freedoms. And uh, this, this country's too great to give up on. Well, I got to tell you, man, in, in all the years that I've been doing this, one of the true pleasures of my career was that day that we spent. So I don't know when uh, I was going I don't know when another speaker is going to invite me to the people's <laughs> house to re. I mean, it was right there. We didn't yeah. reopening any everything. It was truly one of the thrills of my career. So, it's well, thank you for all your great yeah. work. Appreciate you. <laughs>